Bennett, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It's wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Welcome. I'm glad that you are joining us again this week. Whether this is your very first time or whether you've been joining us for a long time, we just appreciate you continuing to uh, connect with us uh, in this way. Um, this week, I want to begin a, a new series, and it's a new series that is based on the reality that I'm sure for all of us, there has been a lot going on the last number of months. Um, we think of the variant of COVID and dealing with that. We, we think of a rather contentious federal election and all the discussion around that. Uh, we, we think of the continual conversation, not just simply in Ontario, but in many of the provinces around uh, COVID vaccines and what does that mean and, and should we be doing this? And I wonder if perhaps collectively we need to exhale. Uh, we need to take a bit of a breath, reset, and land on the place of asking this question, because this is the question that is going to be the basis of our entire series. What is your focus? Focus in life is so important because it, it impacts us both positively and negatively. What we are focused upon draws our attention. It can impact our mood and our emotions. It can create or lessen stress. It can, it can elevate worry. It can keep us up at night or right focus can allow us to sleep well at night. It can, it can impact our decisions. Focus impacts the use of our money. Our focus impacts how we relate to others, both those we agree with and those we disagree with. And so in the midst of life, there are many things vying for our attention. I would almost say many distractions and obstacles and so what is your focus? That's where we're going to begin. For the next number of weeks, I want to bring us to a place of, first of all, understanding more around the question of what is the focus of our church? And then hopefully as we start to understand that a little bit more, it will start to impact our own personal lives as well. Because the reality of a church, whether you show up in person or support us online, is the church are the people that make it up. And so individually, we all have a part to play. So what is our focus? For us as a church, and maybe you've heard me say this before, or maybe this is the first time you are hearing it, our focus is quite simple and succinct. It is simply this, to lead people to Jesus. That's the focus of our church. That, that is the, the reality. That is the bottom line around everything that we do. We want to lead people to Jesus because it's in Jesus that lives are transformed and our communities are impacted for good. And so everything we do, every decision we make, every budget we write up, every staff we hire, every priority we put to the forefront, it's always through the lens and the focus of leading people to Jesus. So what does that mean for us individually? I would suggest that as, as followers of Jesus, that, that that becomes our focus in life as well. Have you ever considered that in everything you do, what begins to change when your focus is not only on Jesus, but on leading others to Jesus as well? That's what this series is going to be all about. We're going to start to unpack what does it look like to have a focus upon Jesus 
in such a way that we as a church, that we as individuals look at everything we do, not only simply through the lens of Jesus, but how we can lead others to Jesus as well. So let's let's jump right in. Next number of weeks, we're going to jump into one particular um, chapter in the Bible. It's found in the Gospel of John. Now, it may not be familiar with the Bible, first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the Gospels. Those are the stories of Jesus. Those are written by individuals who are closest to Jesus, inspired by God to get us the message. Now, John, in his very first chapter, introduces us to a rather, let me say, interesting individual. He's someone you may be familiar with or maybe not at all. His name is John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist was a a relative of Jesus. Um, He was the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now, John had a rather interesting life because his birth was a complete miracle. See, Zechariah and Elizabeth were rather old and they didn't think they could have children. And so when Elizabeth found out she was pregnant, that was rather shocking. Actually, Zechariah even questioned God, so much so that he was silent for Elizabeth's entire pregnancy. I know, I know, some of you women are probably thinking that would be amazing. I wish God would bless me and my husband that way. But but here's the reality. The second thing about John the Baptist was that even before he was born, he had a specific focus placed upon his life. And that was to begin to prepare the way for the coming Messiah. You see, the people of God, the, the nation of Israel, had gone through periods of extreme difficulty, times when they would wander away from God. And so there was this resounding promise throughout the pages of the Bible of a coming Messiah, the one who would come to save God's people. Here's the problem. Between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, there was 400 years. 400 years where nothing had said, nothing had happened. Actually, things had gotten worse. And so the nation of Israel was continually waiting for when is this Messiah going to show up? Enter John the Baptist, an individual who was rather rough and rugged around the edges. He lived out in the wilderness. Um, He ate locusts and honey, and he dressed himself in, in animals' skins. And so the start of his ministry is where we want to land. John goes out into the wilderness And he begins talking about this coming Messiah, how how the Messiah is coming soon. And let's just say that started to draw people's attention. So much so that even the religious leaders began showing up to hear this message of John the Baptist. And it's in these verses we're about to read that I believe it starts to show us how we too can become more focused upon Jesus. So let's jump right in. We're going to turn to John chapter 1, beginning verse verse 19 to 37. This was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John, Who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we are expecting? No. Then who are you? We need an answer for those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? 
John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. This encounter took place in Bethany, an area east of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said a man is coming after me, who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. What I appreciate about that passage is time and time again, we see the sole purpose, the sole focus of John, because he is focused upon the Messiah. He is wanting to lead people to the Messiah. Now, now for us, we, we, we start to see later on this passage that that Messiah is Jesus. So, so what is John's focus in life? The very same focus for us as a church, to lead people to Jesus. When I start to think of what do we do as a church, what, what do I do in the midst of my life, I, I often think of the image of John, of, of stepping through all the distractions, of all the obstacles, and continually pointing others towards Jesus. What I appreciate about John the Baptist is that he is able to step over these obstacles, over these potential distractions that could prevent him from, from making Jesus the priority in his life and in his ministry. I would say the, the, the first distraction would be that of becoming famous. You see, John started in the wilderness with only a few people. Then more would come, then more would come, and now hundreds were gathering. People were asking, are, are, are you the Messiah? And now surely John the Baptist would be like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not the Messiah. But when they then dropped the line of, well, well, maybe you're one of the prophets, maybe at that point John would say, hey, you know, this, this kind of suits well. I, I could get into this. But every time, he never wanted to be famous. He continually pointed people back to Jesus. He says, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Elijah. I, I, I'm not the one you're coming to, to look for. I'm just preparing the way for Jesus. The second distraction for John could have been not simply becoming famous, but starting to lose influence. Do you notice the very last line? As, as John was pointing towards Jesus and saying, here is the Lamb of God, Suddenly his followers got up and left John and started to follow Jesus. That could have been a trigger point for John. Thinking, wait, wait, wait a second. Surely I can talk a lot about Jesus, but now I'm starting to lose followers as well. I'm starting to lose influence. Maybe people aren't going to come and listen to me either. And that could have been a distraction. But for John, it wasn't. That was precisely the point. His ministry was successful because he was faithful in leading others to Jesus. So let me get personal for a moment. Do you see distractions in your life where personally at times you may talk about Jesus and 
you may want your focus to be about Jesus, but, but there are distractions that, that not only keep you from making Jesus the ultimate focus, but, but even getting to the place of leading others to Jesus. It, it could be because of our own personal preferences or our selfishness. It, it could be because we are pursuing a, a life and focus of comfort. Or we want success. We want influence in our lives. Or, or maybe people are distractions. Or, or maybe conversations around, around politics or, or other contentious issues prevent us from truly leading people to Jesus. I know as a church, it's easy for us to talk about our focus as being leading people to Jesus. But I'll be the first to admit that too often there too are distractions that can prevent us from making that our sole focus. Distractions such as preference, style of ministry, type of music, use of budget, staff hiring. So the list could go on and on and on. So, so often we, we may fall into a trap of, of talking about Jesus, but not actually making him the focus of everything we do. So what does this look like? As a church that makes Jesus the focus, that makes leading others to Jesus the priority, let me give you an example, an example that I think you can appreciate because you're all watching online. When it comes to our online ministry, we look at it through the lens of how can we lead people to Jesus. Now I get it. There are many, there are some who would wish that when it comes to what we do for Sunday morning, that we would just simply live stream the service, that we would show you what we're doing in the church at 10.30 in the morning. And I get it. For those of you that, that had been a part of it and are able, un, unable to come for a variety of reasons, that is what you want. But we've made the decision, in some ways the, the hard decision, to not live stream. Not simply because technically there are some challenges, but rather because our focus is we want to reach people who are joining us online, who may have never been to church, who may never want to come to our church and actually appreciate the fact that we are not live streaming a service from the church. You see, one of the challenges of live streaming is that when I'm speaking to a crowd, I may glance at the camera, but I'm not really focused upon you. Whereas right now, you have my full attention. And so the reason that, that we do what we do that, 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 that we shoot and we pre-record in, in people's living rooms, in people's backyards, sometimes even up in trees, is we want to meet you where you are at. I bet a lot of you right now are sitting on your couch, drinking coffee, eating cereal, hanging out in your pajamas, right? You, you are comfortable that way. You probably wouldn't show up to church that way, but that's okay. And so we want to meet you where you are at. Because ultimately, we want to use online to lead people to Jesus. That's why back in the early spring, we, we hired Leah to come on, not just to simply communicate what we were already doing, but to find ways to connect with people online. Why? Because whether you're watching online or you show up in, per, in person, our focus, our purpose is the same. We want to lead you to Jesus so that your life will be transformed. So how does this translate into your own life as well? How does it begin to become practical? 
How does it work out that when you individually say, I want my focus to be upon Jesus so that I can lead others to Jesus, how does that begin to change your decisions, your priorities, your interactions with your spouse or your family, how you interact with people who may disagree with you? It's suddenly no longer just about your preference. You, you understand that there is a greater purpose that steps beyond just simply yourself to impact others. You see, I think a lot of times we need to fix our focus for the sake of others. And we do that by making our focus upon Jesus and leading others to him. So what's some, what's some practical next steps? Let me, let me suggest two things. For, for all of us to do this week. The first one is when it comes to your actions, when it comes to your life, begin to repeat the phrase over and over again. Am I leading people to Jesus? Am I leading people to Jesus? Begin to see how that will impact and influence your interactions. How that will start to impact your decisions. How, how that may kind of pull you back a little bit off the ledge when you're ready to go off on someone on social media because they have a different view or a different understanding. Run it through the filter of asking yourself, if my focus is on Jesus, maybe I will act differently. Because maybe this is the first step in many steps to helping lead someone to Jesus. At times it may be setting down our own preferences, our own priorities for the sake of someone else. Now I know there's some of you that are watching today that are probably not at this place yet. You're, you're not yet at a place where you're saying Jesus is my focus. And so I hope that these next couple of weeks help you understand how it is as followers of Jesus we are called to live. I hope you begin to understand that when it comes to following Jesus, that that he's not just like an accessory we put on or an addition to our life. He becomes everything to us. And that we want to focus upon him. The second thing is begin to pray. Begin to pray in, in two ways. First is to pray for yourself. That you would be more mindful of Jesus. That your focus would be drawn more towards him. Begin to see how many opportunities and interactions there begin to come into your life as a means of perhaps leading people to Jesus. Uh, on Friday, when we're actually recording this, I had a, a dentist appointment. And the dental hygienist was chatting with me, and which is always rather interesting when they have their hands in your mouth and are asking you for questions. But that's beside the point. And eventually we got to the place of her asking me, what did I do? And so I told her, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church. And next thing you know, we started talking about online or in person. And it started to turn into a conversation at the end about the reality of Jesus in the midst of all of life. Now, I don't know where that conversation is going to go, but I was more aware of it because I had been praying this week that I would be focused upon him, upon leading others to Jesus as well. Second way you can pray is to begin pray specifically for someone in your life by name that has not yet made the decision to focus on Jesus. Could be a family member, could be a spouse, 
could be a neighbor or a friend, a, a fellow coworker, someone in your sphere of influence who you would love to get to know Jesus because you know he will transform their lives. Begin to pray for them specifically. Leah mentioned in the welcome uh, two initiatives because we, we want to come alongside and support you. Uh, the, the first initiative when it comes to prayer is on Wednesday, October the 6th. We're going to over lunch hour go on a prayer walk through our community and just begin to pray for our community. Now you may not all be able to join us in Paris, but wherever you are, perhaps at your desk or in your own community, you can go for a walk or you can just hang out by yourself for a few minutes. Begin to pray for your community. The second thing is on Monday night, October the 18th, we're going to actually gather in person at the church to pray for our community as well. You see, so much happens when we begin to pray. Because what we pray for, what we pray about, says a lot about our focus. And so are you praying for others? Are you focusing upon leading others to Jesus? Hey, listen, I'm glad that you jumped on with us this week. I hope you'll join us next week as we continue to unpack what this looks like when we fix our focus for the sake of others by leading people to Jesus. Let me pray before I jump off. And so, Lord Jesus, we are grateful for this day. I'm thankful for those that are watching here today. I realize that there are so many distractions, so many obstacles in life that can take away our focus. Perhaps today is a day that we begin to refocus upon you. Allow today to be the day where we look for opportunities to not just simply focus upon you, but to lead others to you as well. I pray, Jesus, that as you always do, you will meet us wherever we are. And so we ask it all, Jesus, in your name. Amen. listening to our podcast today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispres.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B dot C-A. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, we have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispresb.ca, and I'll get back, right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.